When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David Dennis Jr., Israel Gutierrez, Frank Isola. It's the news of the day from the New York Jets. They say they're rolling with Zach Wilson. So can a team with a defense like that and skill players like this win in a league dominated by that? Let's go around the horn. There's only one of that. There's a history of teams with non-star quarterbacks making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, right? Could it be these guys? Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach. Jets rolling with Zach. Robert Sala saying Aaron Rodgers is season over, but the team's the season, is it? They're still built to win. And I ask you, National Panel, the way that defense devoured Josh Allen, the way Breeze Hall blazed down the field, can they make a case they can contend right now with this squad? Presently constituted. History of teams with non-star quarterbacks winning the Super Bowl, I just said. Jeff Hosteller's a name that comes to mind. Trent Dilfer is a name that comes to mind. And history of teams making the Super Bowl with non-star quarterbacks, many, many more. Rex Grossman comes to mind. Mina Kimes around the horn to you. Can the Jets win by rolling with Zach Wilson? Well, it depends what you mean by win. Can they win games? Yeah, absolutely. Any team with a top five defense, and I, th I think the Jets do have that, can win games. Can they win meaningful games? Can they contend? No, I, I don't believe they can. Woke up this morning, read a bunch of stories with quotes from people around the NFL about what this offense should look like with Zach Wilson. Suggestions like, Use more play action. Put him on the move. When Zach Wilson has used play action and we have meaningful snaps, he's played a lot of games, he's been the 33rd quarterback in the NFL. When he's been throwing outside the pocket, his QBR has been 19, which is also 33rd in the NFL. We have seen a lot of Zach Wilson uh, in situations optimized for him already, and he has not risen to the occasion. Uh, there are folks who say, well, you know, What's the difference between a quarterback who's, I don't know, 15 to 20 and one who's 25 to 30, which is where I would put Wilson? There is a big difference, especially when the quarterback you're rolling with turns over the football, which what I would argue is the biggest case against him operating an offense where all you need is a caretaker. Um, I, I, frankly, I don't understand why the Jets would do this. It would be a waste of a season in my mind. And by this, I mean not even pick up the phone and try to see who else is out there because I think we have a pretty good sense of who Wilson is as a quarterback at this point. Mina Kimes, no stammer, no stutter, absolute no. Can't roll with Zach Wilson and contend. David Dennis Jr., I'll turn to you. Are you with Salah? Yeah, reality. You keep saying non-star quarterback. I think more accurate be non-that-good quarterback. Zach Wilson, second worst uh, in turnover-worthy plays last season. Third longest at holding the ball. And they got the Dallas Cowboys coming up. He's going to look 
terrible against that team. They're going to eat him alive. And I think Salah knows this. I think what he really is trying to say here is that we have our quarterback that we need to get through this week. We're probably going to lose the game. He's probably going to lose, lose badly. And what we're going to do is try to find an actual quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl or at least get us to our ceiling better than what we have with Zach Wilson. Salah knows this. That team knows this. He's just trying to stand by his guys so they can get through this week. Israel Gutierrez. Best case scenario, if you're talking about talking me into this, you say, hey, not only did he have a full off season to sort of improve, not only does he sort of have the tutelage of, of Aaron Rodgers throughout the preseason and, and going up into the first game, but the truth is we saw that first game and he played almost all the snaps and he still didn't look particularly good. Even the, the pass to Garrett Wilson, it was terrible. It had to be the greatest catch of all time for him to score that okay. touchdown. And so I think if you're this coach, you're doing a, a master's class in just doing what you have to do. You are, you are promoting the people who are playing well and saying, hey, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. We can win with that. And say, hey, Zach Wilson, he's our guy because you have no other option. So of course they're going to uh, you know knock on the door and see what other uh, quarterbacks become available. I I don't know how great of an upgrade that's going to be, however. They do have some sort of confidence by looking at the other half of the field, though, when they saw Buffalo Bills, maybe a team that's a little bit overrated this season and might not be as good, and so maybe they think it's them and Miami for the division. But outside of that, no, it has to be a different quarterback because we haven't seen anything. Okay, you guys are killing Zach Wilson here. Uh, Frank, Are you? is it unanimous here that they can't roll with Zach no. Wilson despite what Salah says? No. Yeah. I think they can. First of all, I don't think there are any miracle solutions out there. There could be a better option. Who's to say that the Jets right now aren't exploring that? To David's point, they are playing on Sunday. So Robert Sala is not going to come out and say, man, I'm really concerned. We got the Cowboys. I don't know what we should do. But let's remember something. Guys are allowed to get better. And, the, you know, the most recent example here of Zach Wilson, you're going into a game like that on a Monday night. Everything's about Aaron Rodgers. You're not expected to play. And where do we really judge these quarterbacks? in the fourth quarter. How did he do in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line? Drove them to a touchdown, drove them to a, a field goal as well. So that matters. Mm. So you could talk about everything he's done up to that point. That's what he did in the most recent example of what we know Mina about Mina Kimes disagrees. Mina, back to you. Well, I, the Garrett Wilson touchdown, Garrett Wilson had to play defense and offense. Zach Wilson didn't drive them to that score. I, I, I don't. Great it's catches ultimate happen. Example of, I mean, Great catches happen. Yeah, Mina doesn't want to. He threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Matt Milano will never have an easier pick than okay. him. Quarterbacks can get better. Zach Wilson has played over 20 games. I, I, I just, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he wasn't the second overall pick, to be honest, which is a thing we do in the NFL always with high draft picks. If he had been taken in the third round, I think everybody would agree that it was a pretty obvious decision to move on. Well, then a decision is going to need to be made if it's not this week, if it's not next week. They have time. The trade deadline isn't until week eight. Mina Kimes, can you just throw out some ideas to, to, to get yeah. them through the season here and give a team a chance with a, with a superb defense and some great skill players? There are a number of backup quarterbacks who have played better and more consistent football than Wilson. Just to throw out a few, Jacoby Brissett in Washington, Andy Dalton in Carolina, mm. even Taylor Heineke in Atlanta, or if you want a higher variance option, James Winston in New Orleans. Um, now, we don't know what those uh, teams would be asking for. The Jets do have a couple of fourth rounders. I personally believe that sort of trade would be worth it for both sides. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to see if uh, if any of the counterparts... And nothing even more delicious. Uh, Kirk Cousins, a free agent to be. Maybe the Vikings start slow, Mina. Could Matthew that be Stafford. something? Matthew Stafford, there's a huge cap hit uh, for L.A. on the other side of that. Yeah. Uh, anything? 
I don't think the Rams would do it based on how Stafford looked week one, frankly, but um, that would certainly be a sexier option. And you don't want to say Tom Brady's name. You will not say Tom Brady's name. You will. It's, I don't think it's no, no. Okay. He's currently owning another team in the league, partial owner. He would have to get past that first. We've been home. We'll move on. There's a second level of the Rodgers injury that I want to get to here. It's the NFLPA siding the turf at MetLife Stadium and using it as another example of the need for all fields to go to grass. MetLife Stadium updated to a softer field turf this offseason, but the PA says players want grass. And that was evident on social media after the injury and players making a connection. Robert Sala said he didn't think surface played into the injury at all, that it was a contact injury, not a non-contact injury. Sports doctor Twitter had a field day <clears throat> with this, and I recognize you worked the double shift and just scrubbed out, but Israel, does the NFLPA have a surface case here? You want to feel that for us? Yeah, I think they do. And, and let me just be clear here. I, my opinion on this is independent of the Aaron Rodgers injury. Whether or not that was a turf injury doesn't matter to me on this topic. I just feel like even you just mentioning that New York went to a softer turf this year. So there's obviously a concern for turf and just how, how much give there is to it. But I think one thing that's perfectly clear is there is more give in grass. And I know there are some players that like to play on turf because it feels faster or what have you. But just the fact that there's less give just gives it more, even in the long term, potential for injury for players. I know I play a lot of flag football over the years. And man, I've got a lot more injuries on my team when we play on turf than when we do on grass. It just feels <laughs> different. And if if it's if it's soccer players around the world who are coming to this country or coming to you know this continent to play soccer and they get to get grass fields instead of turf fields, why aren't NFL players or NFL teams valuing their players as much? Yes, again, I mentioned a few people like to play on turf, but for the most part, if you were to take a vote of the players, they want grass. And I, I know it's more than half of the stadiums and it's a lot of work to do, but it's absolutely so. Right. Big picture, if if you were to say the majority of players want grass, the league should listen to the players and change. Should that be enough? Because it, it eliminates the problem entirely. Because, hey, we gave you what you wanted. It is the more natural option. There is no more discussion on injuries be, be, uh, based on the turf if we just go to one unified grass situation. Well, it's clearly greed. Think about the amount of events that you know, Jerry Jones has in Jerry's world, or SoFi Stadium in L.A. Just this past week at MetLife, you did have the Giants playing on a Sunday. It poured rain. Then Monday, it poured rain before the Jet game. So how would the grass have held up? With these new stadiums, you cannot tell me that you can't have grass. Tottenham built a stadium for their soccer team. They actually have the ability, when the NFL teams go over there, to put a turf field out there. So it's strictly greed. If they wanted to do it, and to Izzy's point, the game on grass, I, and I don't know if Aaron Rodgers got hurt because of the turf, but you have to admit, on grass, the game would slow down a little bit. Maybe it'll take a little bit away from some of these collisions that guys have. I think overall, it should be played on grass. I mean, I'll turn to you. The data here goes, it goes both ways. It goes in all directions. It's hard yeah. to really make a read here on whether players get more injured on grass. I'll, I'll throw J.K. Dobbins out week one. Now out for a season with a ruptured Achilles tendon. That game was on grass. Mina, turn to you. Yeah, the data is a little bit confusing on this because while the PA will say over the course of a long time it does show uh, turf fields are more dangerous, the NFL points to 2021 where I guess it wasn't more dangerous, but that's one year. So who to believe when regards to these injuries? I mean, I would lean the players since obviously they don't have anything financially uh, to gain from saying that grass is preferable. And, and speaking of the finances, that's where this gets a little bit confusing to me. Uh, so... 2022, the AP put out a story that says 
it would cost a little under a million dollars to change each of those fields. On top of that, of course, there's upkeep, but we're talking about 14 fields, less than $15 million. That's like a left guard salary. It seems like small potatoes for the NFL to be taking such a harsh stand on, but they have taken harsh stands on things that don't have involve a lot of money in the past just for the principals, so I wouldn't put you it You talked to former players. You talked to players, I'm sure, this week. Since Do they believe this injury was a surface-related injury? It, doesn't, it seems like some players do believe that. It seems like some doctors don't believe that. It seems mixed, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think the players who feel very strongly about it feel more strongly than the ones who are apathetic or even preferred turf. So I guess that, you know, it, it seems like because so many important players in the union feel strongly about it, it would be a small sacrifice David to David Dennis Jr. Yeah, well, we can quibble about what the exact uh, cause of the injury was. But what I do know is when in the NFL, when presented with the option of either saving money or increasing their bottom line versus player health, they are always going to go with their bottom line. Mina articulated perfectly. It's only a few million dollars. They're always going to stick to those few million dollars. We've seen that throughout their history. We can talk about the knee injuries, but when you have Tua Tagovailoa hitting his head on a turf and seizing on the national television and you still don't do anything about that their NFL has not shown that they have any interest in doing what's better for the player health and this turf versus grass debate when you know they have money on the line said that was the second level of this Aaron Rodgers injury conversation there's a third level to it it's about the cursing of Jets fans who got four plays and 75 seconds worth of Rodgers and I saw Frank Isola quoted in the New York Times today about how bad it is to be a New York Jets fan or a New York fan now. Jets are cursed. Giants lost 40 nothing. Mets and Yankees are imploding. Hey, Frank, poor you. What about the Liberty? Get on the Liberty. I have We're five fan about bases. The losing team, there are five fan bases in teams. the NFL that are more cursed than the Jets. Ready? Browns, Lions, Falcons, down Bills, here. Vikings. Uh, yeah. Let's go around the horn. True. Frank knows a lot about losing. Definitely true. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. How many times do you think... 
Challenge Game Day and Big Noon Kickoff have been in the same destination. You know where they are this weekend. Colorado. Colorado State. Deion Sanders says Colorado's been receiving an absurd amount of recruiting calls after the wins over TCU and Nebraska. David, buy or sell an absurd inundation of recruiting calls and buy or sell Deion's complete takeover of college football. I'm slightly selling the inundation of recruiting calls. I don't know if you know Deion Sanders. He's prone to a hyperbole every once in a while. But in terms of all the rest of this, I'm buying what he's doing in Colorado and in, in the NCAA right now. The highest tickets in all the football right there in Colorado. And they're showing that you can democratize a little bit of, of what it takes to be a great team through the portal. And he is sort of transforming that, not to mention Nine of those players that he has came from HBCU and Jackson State, and I hope some of this attention goes to some of those HBCUs. There's a lot of talent there also. There was a quote from a former Colorado quarterback that blew my mind. He said, if Dion wasn't there, that the Big 12 probably wouldn't have had interest in them, and they'd be swinging without a home right now, kind of like Washington State and Oregon State. Instead, they're the top attraction in the sport through the first two weeks, and it's not just because of Dion. It's because they're bringing a lot of good play. He brought a lot of good players with him, and they're performing very well. So I absolutely love the sort of different way of turning around a Frank Isola? That's what's interesting. He's not building his team with high school recruits. He's doing it through the transfer portal. Rick Pitino is doing the same thing at St. John's. They've become the biggest story in college sports, which goes against what everything Dion says after the game, where he thinks like everyone's after him. Everyone seems to be in love with the Colorado story. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the kind. Yeah, you know, you guys are right about the transfers, but I got to think, there's some high school kids watching that team, watching their success, watching the most famous guy to ever coach a college football team, thinking, yeah, I'd like to play there now. This feels like the start of something potentially sustainable if he sticks around. Do they have to win, though? I mean, they've got six ranked teams. They are winning. Uh, on the rest of their schedule, Mina Kimes. Keep them close. I think that they they don't have to be a top 10 team if they lose to USC or Oregon. It doesn't make them any less relevant. They just had to be good, and they are good. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. When opposing teams are surprised you've got your quarterback in the game during a blowout, you get a problem. I don't think Jay Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I, don't, I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. That's your franchise quarterback, and he's out there with the backup offensive line. That's Michael Parsons on his own podcast midweek during the season, thinking the Giants didn't protect Daniel Jones enough. Buy or sell that, Mina? I'm buying it. I think he's 100% right. Look, I've been a huge fan of Brian Dables um, from Buffalo to coming to New York. I thought he was rifle coach of the year. But part of being the NFL head coach is risk calculus. There was no benefit to having Jones in this particular game at that point, especially given the amount of abuse he was enduring. Frank Isola? Let me give you a scenario. Perhaps Brian Dable wanted him to come out, and Daniel Jones said, no chance I'm doing that. Sometimes a quarterback understands his position in the sport, just like Micah Parsons, who doesn't play for the Giants, should worry about the Cowboys and let Brian Yo, Dable and Daniel Jones. Okay, all right. Israel Gutierrez, how do you see this? Yeah, Frank, but the coach is also supposed to protect these players and supposed to protect the franchise. And putting the franchise out there behind hurt. a second-tier uh, offensive line, I mean, it's pretty dangerous. He didn't get hurt this time, but do it again and see if everybody doesn't turn on you. David Dennis Jr. I'm going to agree with Micah Parsons here, who I'm sure will continue to have measured analysis throughout the rest of the season as he continues his, his <laughs> I love like that he's doing his do. midseason. This is like Draymond. Yeah, it's 
it's it's gonna be flawless without any issue. The, the I agree with them though. <laughs> Three sacks in the fourth quarter. They were running plays that were dangerous. It was raining out there. You were putting your quarterback in jeopardy while down 40 to zero. And I'm sorry, Frank. Yeah, Michael Parsons needs to spend a lot of time worrying about the Cowboys. But when you're up 40 to zero, you have a lot of time to worry about other things and what's going on. <laughs> on the field. Aaron Rodgers should have come out to play before he got hurt. That's a good take by me. That's a smarter take than Michael, Michael Parsons. My guy got hurt. We all recognize you can't predict injuries. We, we recognize that. And maybe the Giants wanted to get some reps because it's the first game of the season. But Frank, you're yep. not winning that argument right now. That's it for Isola. That's it for David Dennis Jr. It's Gutierrez, Mina Kime. Showdown next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mina Kimes, Israel Gutierrez, good luck in showdown. NL MVP race is getting real good. We thought it was Acuna. We thought it was Betts. How about Matt Olson leading the league in home runs, a new franchise record, 51, also leads the league in RBI. Mina Kimes says Olson gotten himself into this MVP race and what does 51 mean? I don't think so. Look, it is really impressive, but when you look at the leaderboard, I actually think if you're talking about splitting votes, Freddie Freeman's more likely to take votes from Mookie Betts. What Acuna has done, especially being in the 30-60 club now, is just too impressive to surpass. Matt Olson is so anonymous that he and Acuna weren't even in the top 10 duos going into this season on mostly everything that I read. So 51, look at them now, 51 home runs in a 30-60 from Acuna. But no, it's absolutely Acuna's MVP right. between the two. 30-60, come on, nobody's ever done that. Yeah, I thought He could be 40-70 by the end of the season. Club of one. Meaning you brought up Freddie Freeman. Isn't it amazing that Atlanta said goodbye to Freddie Freeman? And the Freddie yeah. Freeman is also Real quick, for the point, who's... Single franchise record did Olsen tie? Andrew Jones. Aaron? No, Andrew Jones. Actually says it on the screen right there. Would have been nice to look at. <laughs> we'll move on. Show that too. Link Sun tipping off. Playoffs start tonight. And then the championship defense starts for the Las Vegas Aces. They put a run at the season wins record before throttling down. Sky is their round one opponent. And does Asia Wilson have even more motivation now after the Associated Press gave out their awards yesterday? Player of the Year is Brianna Stewart. Stewart, one vote over Wilson. Israel, what do you make of that? I mean, I did raise an eyebrow when I saw that Asia Wilson was Defensive Player of the Year. So if her and Brianna were so close on offense, should that have been the difference maker? But it is an offensive league. It's an offensive sport. So I don't have a huge problem with it now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, one vote margin feels about right. Wilson being the more complete player. Stewart having a significantly better assist percentage. Also, all those 40-point games, I feel like, are what put her over the Any love for Alyssa Thomas? I know she was first team unanimous along with, with Stewart, but she had the year of statistics. And Wilson is Rue Gutierrez, 30 seconds of FaceTime. <laughs> wow, four in a row. Uh, so Giannis Antetokounmpo brought up his, uh, he agrees with Noah Lyles on his take that NBA and all these professional teams should not call themselves world champions because they're just national champions. Um, here's the thing, it's a bit of a straw man argument because I went back and listened to the last 15 NBA trophy presentations and they were never once uh, called the world champions, okay? Maybe a radio commentator, maybe a player might say that, but it's not a real thing. And Noah actually went and clarified and said, look, he just is frustrated that the world champions don't get as much uh, attention as the national champions. I grew up with Carl Lewis as a superstar in the world. You keep doing your thing, you're going yeah, to be a superstar. Schroeder's a world champion.